Good morning. That's such a cool video. I'm not going to lie, I cried about five times in it. <laughs> and we hold it together, hold it together at the end. That was gorgeous, so lovely. Well, happy Mother's Day to those of us who are mothers, but also happy Mother's Day to the ones that are mother-like, that probably have not one child, but maybe lots, maybe a husband or... Um, <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> I've got the microphone this morning, I'm pretty excited. So, um, you know, it doesn't always come in the form of children. But anyway, so happy Mother's Day. I hope you have a fabulous day with your family, friends, or whatever you like doing. And, you know, mum has a right not to lift a finger today. So if you're in that position, make your children do that for you, or husband <laughs> to do that for you, or pets if you're mum's to pets make them do that for you. <laughs> That'll be very interesting. Um, it's, you know, when we'll get into kind of kicking off what we're talking about this morning. I'm very excited about it, to be honest. But um, often, just to kind of catch everyone up into to the loop, often when Mark Pomeroy, he is my husband of 17 years, gets up and communicates, there's always some kind of story. And it often is about me. And it's not always the most um, highlighted story of the world. And so I thought, right, I've got the microphone. I'm going to share a story. It's got nothing to do with anything whatsoever, anywhere, anyhow. But I figured I would just share the story. And I didn't, I've got lots and lots to think about. But the only thing that I could kind of throw in there that's really quick and really weird, some people do know this one. It's really strange. Um, And... Those of you who know Mark probably would find this weird, and those of you who don't, I think, would find it weird as well. It doesn't matter. He does not like drains. Now, that means that in the shower, right, if I always joke and say, babe, coincidentally, like if you, like he doesn't like the drains that suck the water down, and if there's a shower with the drain in the middle and the shower thing goes over the top, we have a very serious situation in the household because he does not comfortably shower with that very drain going on down at the bottom, which I think is really strange because it's not as if you're going to get sucked in and down under there. But anyway, or like if there's... So he actually precariously avoids it. Now, the interesting thing is, and this might be too much information, but let's go with it anyway. In our bathroom and in our um, lavatory, there is weirdly a drain placed... It kind of made it... The people before it made it kind of little like a wet area. So if there was ever an overflow of the laundry, it would just kind of drain down. And it's kind of sitting somewhere in the bathroom, like in the actual um, toilet area. And it's quite funny because you have to be careful. Like, who cares if you know? But for someone that's got a drain issue, there's a big issue about how you make sure that you avoid that. So that's my story. It could be really stupid, but I really wanted to share something that was a bit like you know, whatever. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, let's move on to something a little more interesting. Or maybe that was interesting. Who knows? Okay. So this morning, the thing that I really, 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 really feel impressed to talk with us, the church, is this incredible issue, this incredible topic, and this incredibly profound opportunity to have freedom in our lives. And it comes under the topic of confidence. Now, I read this book, and actually years ago, I listened to this gentleman called Kevin Gerald, and then subsequent after that, I read this book called 
discovering or no developing confidence. And today's message is actually based from that book. Now, if you want to kind of dig deeper and delve further, I would highly recommend purchasing this book or downloading it on your Kindle because it is incredibly powerful. Some of the things that he talks about that actually allows us to release stuff in our world and how to actually do that. Now, I believe this, that we're standing in the doorway of a huge opportunity right now, a season where we can affect change and move forward and allow God to impact our own personal lives. And as the body of Christ, we're positioned to do that. I really believe that. Us as individuals, but us as a corporate body, Elevate Church. This morning, we're actually going to talk about that, like I've said. And Kevin Gerald kind of has his byline, and I actually really like it. Our life is better when, all our, when our confidence is bigger. Our life is better when our confidence is bigger. And we're going to unpack that. See, today we're talking about a godly confidence about trusting God, about having faith in him in every situation, through every circumstance, no matter what. See, the word confidence, in Italian, I'll give you a quick Italian lesson, con means with, fede means faith. So con fide with faith. Confidence that we've kind of now taken that word into the English language, and it probably is derived from Latin, to be honest. You know, the Italians can't claim the fame right there. So with faith, con fede, confidence, with faith. That's what that word actually means. That's what the very grounding of confidence means, to have faith, with faith, con, with fede, faith. So with that in mind, it really starts to shift how we think and present and live our lives and outwork our lives and what this actually means with this word confidence. See, confidence, faith and trust are all the same words. They're synonyms. This is a bit of an English lesson. So synonym means synonym means synonym means similar, the same. And those three words are the same, confidence, faith and trust. They are linked together. Confidence, faith, and trust means living as God says who he says he is. And he will do what he says he will according to his promises. And the part that we play is believing that truth and acting on it. Now, if we lived that way, we would be positioned to be confident about our life circumstances, if we lived that way. Believing God, saying who he is and saying, yeah, we believe that, and then trusting and believing his promises. We would live our lives very differently, wouldn't we? See, we can focus on what God can do and not worry about what we can't do. Our confidence doesn't rest in a system, in our workplace, in our career, in an individual, but rather in God. See, we don't trust in our economy because we know how volatile that can be at times. We don't trust in our workplace. We don't trust in our employer, the news reports, what people are saying. We trust in God and what he says 
about us and life. We trust in the greatest power, which is Jesus Christ. One of my most favourite, 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 I've got a few, but this is one of Bible verses that I love that comes from the book of Hebrews. And the author writes this in chapter 10. And he or she says, and I'd like, let's call her a she, don't want to be blasphemous, but let's call her she, because it's very intelligent what this person says. Um, and it's Mother's Day, let's make it all about her. The author says this, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. So trust when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Write that down. Highlight it on your smartphone. Highlight it in your book, your Bible, whatevs. Copy it, do it. Let me read it again. Do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. So trust when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. I've got a couple of thoughts that were screaming to kind of come out from that. Number one, things happen in our lives that cause us to waver in our confidence. Now, isn't that true? I mean, seriously, we get hit with some bad news or we lose our job or there might be a death in the family or a marriage breakdown, any of those things. And you can put, insert whatever it is, you know, you or me are going through. And at those times, we have the potential to throw away our confidence because our confidence is tested and our confidence wavers because we're not so assured, because stuff has been thrown in our face. Now, confidence does more than making us feel better. A life with little or no confidence compared to a life full of godly confidence will affect our lives in the most profound way. The writer of Hebrews, she is saying that there are two ways to live our lives. There is a life living confidence and certainty in God. And she goes on to explain his promises are real and we will be richly rewarded having had that confidence in God. And our life will look very different. I have a question. You don't have to answer it, just hypothetically in your head. Have you ever felt your confidence slipping, like tangibly slipping? Like you might approach something, you're like, yeah, man, I am the boss. I am so going to ABCD and I am going to do this and this and this and this. And when I am done, you watch me cheer because I will have it done or I will get that or I will accomplish this, right? And then stuff kind of happens along the way and the bounce and the groove that you were walking with starts to end up being like a bit of a jitter because I'm not really sure anymore of what I was kind of thinking I was going to do in the first place. And my confidence starts to get less and less and I don't have 
that assuredness that I started off with. And that confidence starts to kind of shift into discouragement. Yuck. Now, the voice of discouragement and uncertainty has a very different voice than the voice of confidence. Very, very different. See, the voice of discouragement leads us down a path that brings us to a very different conclusion. And a very different conclusion to to then the one that God actually wants us to kind of arrive at. And we start seeing a very different, like, I'm going there with this idea, but math is not my strong point. Parallel lines actually never meet. Is that right? They can never converge. So think about, thank you. Thank you, Annalise. Thank you. So think about it like this. If you start this road of discouragement, right, and that's kind of how, you know, confidence wanes, that starts a trajectory over here. Now, if we were kind of going on God's trajectory, this one's over here. Now, we've got two very different lines, though they're parallel. Now, the only way that I could think about changing my road from discouragement is basically jumping ship, like jumping on the other line. And we'll unpack about how to do that a little bit later. It can be done. It will involve a cape and maybe a mask, but you can do it. promise you. Um, Okay, so... That voice of discouragement is taking us down a different path and making a different choice that will end up with a different conclusion. We've said that. That's not... Oh, it's that, that's why, sorry, the writer in Hebrews is saying this very thing. Do not, do not. It's not a suggestion, maybe not, you better not. Do not. How many times are we probably screaming at our little kids, don't touch the PowerPoint. We're not making a suggestion. We're telling them to command not to do it. Don't do it. Do not touch that. You will burn yourself. Do not go across the road without an adult. You might get hit by a car. Do not. Very clear. Do not throw away your confidence. Do not. Very clear. Not a suggestion, but a command. Love the language. Stay in the path God has for you. Stay in the path of confidence. Stay in the flow of confidence. It will create a different outcome. It will be richly rewarded. So make sure you don't let go of your confidence. No matter our thoughts, our feelings, our circumstances, people's opinions, reports we hear, do not let go of our confidence. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. The cool thing about that is with that in mind, we get to declare stuff that builds our confidence. Write this one down. It is good stuff today. I am telling you now, peeps. Psalm, the author in Psalms, chapter 27, and he aligns this, she, he, whoever's, in verses 1 to 3. This is a declaration of something that we can trust in the promise of God. Write it down, highlight it in your smartphone. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. Why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. 
Even if I'm attacked, I will remain confident. I will remain confident. I will remain confident. Very good. The writer shows us that although things may happen, we can remain confident. He is under no illusion, even if I'm attacked, if I get a bad report, if things don't go my way, if I didn't turn out the way it was, if I get hit by something completely out of left field, I will remain confident. He had doubts and fears and concerns, but he chose life. We can do exactly the same. When he's surrounded with problems and life was crowding in on him or her, they chose to remain confident. Life is better when confidence is bigger. Kevin Gerald says this, confidence translates into something bigger than our family, our history, our past, our circumstances, our experiences, our dysfunction, our weakness and our lack. Our confidence in something bigger, greater, higher, more powerful, more loving, more wisdom transcends all of those things that I mentioned before, the bad stuff. See, it's not about denying those things. It's about not letting those things have the final say in our lives, but rather let God's word, truth and wisdom have the final say in our lives. See, we can choose to believe the best in our trouble, the best in our struggle, and the best in our circumstance. We actually can, because we're actually quite um, gifted in our brain function, and I won't even talk about that. There's a whole other message. But we do. We've actually got incredible brains, and we can use them because God's created them. So let's go to the source to find out how to make myself believe the best in these situations of my troubles, struggles and circumstances. Second thought, confidence maintained in our minds produces rich rewards in our lives. People who live with confidence have a better relationship, better jobs or better job opportunities because of their better attitudes. They have a better approach to life and they sometimes even pray more effectively because they're believing the things that they're actually communicating are to be true. Think better. Confidence changes the outcome of our lives. See, we can live a guarded, cynical, negative life, and none of these things will actually help us change, really. They really won't. But a life that is filled with trust, hope, a position where we will not waver, a position where we will not be moved, that we believe the best regardless then we're in a really good place to start to see freedom reign in our hearts and lives because our trust isn't in the stuff, our trust is in the source. Yes, girlfriend. Okay, third and final thought. I know you'd never believe it, hey? Okay, but this is a good one. Okay, confidence may not change the circumstances, but it changes the way we respond, which eventually affects the outcome of the circumstance. Let me say that again, but it's on the scream, as my nonna would say, not screen, scream. Confidence may not change the circumstances, but it changes the way we respond, which eventually affects the outcome of the circumstance. 
Mm, I like that. Charles Swindle, an incredible writer, which I really quite like him, he's quite a narrative-style writer, he makes this statement and says, life is 10% what happens to you, you've probably heard it before, and 90% of how you respond to it. I go, yeah. But unfortunately, there's a percentage of us that live, life is 90% what happens to us and 10% with how we respond to it. And that's a real shame. We like, see, when we respond to stuff and life with no confidence or little, our attitude is quite different as well. And our approach to life is different. Now, I'm going to get a little bit teachy. Imagine a whiteboard. I was meant to get one, but that's cool. A circle. And we have a situation over here where one circle says no confidence or little confidence, right? About life stuff, situations, blah, blah, you know the drill. Down here, we come to another circle and it says negative approach. Then we hook up again and think, oh, is it going to change? Mm-mm. Reinforce negative approach. And then we hook up again, discouragement comes. What happens? No confidence. Negative approach. Reinforcement, discouragement. And that becomes the circle of some of our lives. And that is a really, really, really hard and sad place to be. Not because it's a bad thing, it's just heart-wrenchingly sad because that is not God's best for us. That is not where he wants us to fly. That is not our sweet spot. That is not where he says, you know, we are going to see incredible impact in your life because that is not the place that that happens. But the good thing is we're going to find out how. It's exciting. So, the way we break the cycle, haha, good one, is to focus less on the circumstances and focus more on the change, and that's our confidence. See, we surround, we can, okay, a couple of ways is we surround ourselves with people who live that kind of life, that build and focus on what is good, right, and pure, who actually build that confidence. And basically, we all can start where we are, you know. How do we build that confidence? See, may, I may have low confidence, but I'm going to work on it because it's like a muscle. Confidence is like a muscle. And I can work on it to make it stronger, bigger, and better. How do I do it? Well, I'm glad you asked. Like I said, surrounding yourself with people who actually look at the positive, who actually believe God and his truth, get these great scriptures from the Bible that are going to stir ourselves up. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith equals confidence. My confidence is built. I am going to declare these things over my life, even if the enemies come and surround me. My heart will not be afraid. No, I might be trembling on the inside. I may be sweating bullets, but I will not I will remain confident. And you speak that because God's word is life. And it pierces our heart and comes out stronger from the inside out. Do not allow ourselves to waver. Our honour, love and confidence in God is based on our circumstances, not is not based on our circumstances or the season we're in. It's based on the truth of who God is. All right, I have a really cool story that I'm going to wrap up with. And 
it's from this, and you may, some of you may already know this story, um, and some of you may not, and if not, kick back, relax, and learn something very interesting from this incredible guy. So there was a man called Admiral James Stockdale, and he was in the US Army and a pilot that was shot down in the Vietnam War in 1965. And then he was admitted into the Vietnam prison camps. And... He was beaten and locked into these tiny little cells. He was in really, really horrific circumstances amongst some other people that were also captive. Um, and it was quite dreary and quite hopeless, you know. I mean, just think about the worst of the worst, and I think that he would be experiencing that. And he was asked about some coping strategies and in his jail time, and he said this, I never lost faith in the end of the story. I never doubted not only that I would get out, that I would prevail. In the end, it turned out to be the defining event of my life, which, in retrospect, I would not trade for anything. Then he was asked about those who didn't make it out, and he said, well, that's easy. They were the optimists. They were the ones who said... We're going to be out by Christmas. Christmas would come and go, and they would still be in there. Oh, no, no, we're going to be out by Easter. Easter would come and go, they'd still be in there. Oh, no, no, definitely Thanksgiving. Definitely Thanksgiving will be out by then. Thanksgiving would come and go, and they would still be in there. Eventually, they died of a broken heart. Stockdale then said this. This is a very important lesson for everyone. Never confuse faith that will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. Our trust is not in the event, in the calendar, in the incident, in the circumstance. Or you know what? I'm going out on a limb here. Or even in the prayer that we're praying. <gasps> Our trust isn't in that. Our trust is in God, the source, the giver of life, the author and perfecter of our lives. The God who is for us and not against us, who is with us, who goes before us, who loves us regardless. See, we are to trust in God regardless, and that is hard. But when we do, and if we do, our lives take a very different trajectory. My favourite scripture, besides the one from the book of Hebrews, is from the book of Proverbs. And I learnt this years ago, and I use this scripture regularly because it does so much to me internally. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all 
in all, in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will, will make, will, will, yes, will make your paths straight. He will do that. That's his promise. There's conditions here. You've got to trust first. And when we trust, he will do the rest. So this morning, I'm going to wrap it up. This morning, I get the impression that this is a big step for some of us here in this house. This whole trust thing. How do I do it? Why should I do it? And does it even get me anywhere? And I'm going to tell you with absolute confidence in God that yes, it does. Is it a journey? Absolutely, yes. Is it going to be bumpy? Yes. Like flying, I hate it. You get fun on the end and the destination, but sometimes there's turbulence. But trust it that aircraft knows what it's doing. A bit like that for me. I'm going to jump on, trust that it's going to get me there and enjoy the journey. I'm going to trust in him, trust in him, trust in him, trust in him. Once I'm done, I'm trusting. Once I'm done, I'm standing. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to be with faith. I'm going to be with confidence. I'm going to trust. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I don't know how. I don't know the way, but don't worry because he will make my path straight. Yes. That is good news this morning. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much, so, so much. And I mean this, you know, we would navigate life and not know what the heck to do, but with your truth and your word is like complete refreshment for our soul that we can rely and trust in a greater good, a greater God, a greater power, which is you, the author and perfecter of our lives. This morning, as we gather as your church, I deposit an extra measure of faith across this house. That as people stand and sit and get about doing their life, that God, that we do not waver in confidence, that we do not, we're not rattled or shaken, but we are steadfast and strong in you. And for those of us that aren't yet, it is okay because it is a journey and we're going to trust and learn to just take baby steps. And if that means in little ways, God, I pray for confidence in that. God, I thank you so much for this incredible group of people who have made the decision to come here, to listen to your voice, to to build their lives and to know that you are God in their world regardless. And as we're praying, God, I don't want to miss an opportunity. If there's anybody in this house here right now that hasn't had the opportunity to become a follower of Jesus, I'm going to quickly look around and I'd love to pray and just go welcome to a place of trust and confidence because he has the opportunity to make our lives straight, our paths straight. So if that's you this morning and you have not said yes to following Jesus, that is cool. Slip up your hand. I want to pray for you because, thanks at the back, because it is a great positioning to know that I can trust in something bigger and greater than myself. And if you're not there yet, then I'm going to pray for you anyway because you're in a good place to hear good stuff to make a life change for your future. Father, I thank you 
Okay, just having a quick look. Cool. Father, I thank you that eternity is written on our hearts, that our future is assured in your hands. And Lord, I thank you that today will mark a day where we continue to trust you, believe in you, and know that you have got our back regardless. In the name of your son, Jesus, I pray. Amen.